welcome back, Mr. Wilson. Thank you, Adam. Thank you. I'm feeling very welcome here as always. Yes, as always, you welcome. are always in your always, studio. Always welcome. Always welcome. And um, previously, we were talking about well, we bumped into each other at Grasspot. Um, yeah. in Belgium and uh, that was great was thank good. you very much for sorting out the uh, the passes by the way no worries at all I just apologise it took two and a half hours for you to get in because of the three hours three hours three because hours. of the uh, I think it's fair to say numpty uh, I don't know no, 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 they, were, they were fine they were all very good it was just um, didn't work that's yeah. all but it's, it's a funny thing isn't it it's like um, you know um, organisation because I look at organisations and I look at you know people like you know the the airlines who um, who send me off to Switzerland when I'm meant to be going to to the Netherlands, and, and <laughs> but my luggage gets to the Netherlands, but I don't. Any you particular know? airline? Oh, that was they were oh yes. Oh, it was yes, it was particular. And the funny thing is, I didn't realise it was a bad. I was very happy because I thought it was my fault. Hmm. This is a thing. I kind of I always think it's my fault because I think. Um, it probably is. It's probably my fault. Mm. Yeah, and um, uh, and then until I went through the uh, um, the security and the security guard goes, oh not again. And he's like, he's, and I said, what do you what do you mean not again? He said, well, he said, you know, yesterday we had a guy who wanted to go to Edinburgh and they sent him off to a Greek island. <laughs> <laughs> I, that no, see that doesn't sound so bad. No, I, I I agree, but obviously they had something that was that wasn't quite working. Correctly, but I mean, I you know I don't get on well with with airlines. You know that very well. I mean, mm. I, well, I mean, I do get on very well with airlines, and they have been amazing. I mean, but sometimes they can't get me out quick enough. I mean, in fact, that particular time, I was sent off um, uh, with the representative of the airline and the representative of the airport. Um, both um, sent me off waving as I went down the gangplank towards the. The, the plane, right? And but you know, it was it was the the, the fact that they they it would you know they had, they made sure that I left the airport. The funny thing is, I never um, I never made any claim against that. You know, the fact that I got my to my destination several days after I'd left home. But this all but, falls into your same thing of the unexpected. You like that kind. Oh, I love of, it when things go wrong. Yeah, this is the thing. Ninety nine out of a hundred people that were in that situation will be having an absolute meltdown because they're in the wrong place. Not only they're in, in the wrong place, they've got to now wait and come back another day. For you, that's ideal. It's adventure. And this is the whole thing. I think this is why I live my life the way I do. It's because even when I was a little boy at school, you know, I remember, you know, if things went wrong, I am very, very comfortable. And where, yeah, where other people um, aren't, that's when I'm most comfortable. I, mean, I don't, now that makes me sound like some, some kind of murder or something. Making people feel right, you're only a murderer if they if they catch you. But as children, one of the things that's an interesting point. As I said, we spoke about this before, where we we've both got children, and you can see a difference if you've got a group of kids together. You can see the ones that take leadership better than others in different circumstances. For example, if as you say something changes, some young kids have a real panic about that. They 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 don't like the routine changing. I mean, I'm kind of that kid, but forced into a into a position where I'm in a job like yourself, where things do change all the time. The one thing I really like to be the same is when I get home. I I struggle if 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 everything's changing constantly at home. It's like mm. this is the one little bit of security. Security. I think that's kind of everything else can change while I'm working. I'm I'm away. That's absolutely fine. Or if we're on holiday or or something like that, that's totally fine. If I'm at home. I need to know that this is all kind of 
normal for a little bit. Do you, does that make I sense? I think that is, because I, I, I kind of feel I relate to that too. It's just I don't have a home. Well, this is your home, mate. Thank you. You know, this... Adam, I do appreciate that. That's decent of you, man. I've, I, honestly, I don't think I've had a home for... How, I mean, it's been I mean, not on decades. paper. I'm not saying legally you've got any, any standing at all. Could I use your address just for, for banking and no, credit cards? No, you can't do that. Definitely not. You see, that would really be a home. Mm. How's your brother? Is he cool? Well, he, he could use his address, <laughs> couldn't he? Same surname, much easier. Hmm. I think I may have uh, exhausted those uh, those channels. Um, anyway, so back to Graspot. Things going wrong. Things going wrong at Graspot. Things yes. going wrong at Graspot. I've I've um, I've realised that there is a um, there is a rather a nasty uh, sort of syndrome that affects people at festivals. Um, which is called uh, FNS, which is called uh, Festival Neck Syndrome. And what that is, is where you're taught... Festival Neck Syndrome. Festival Neck Syndrome. So it's when you're in the kind of guest area or whatever at a festival, um, the person you're talking to and trying to communicate with, uh, like yourself and me facing each other now, looking into each other's eyes and chatting... Uh, is uh, is and, and now you're doing it. That's perfect. You're looking over my shoulder to see if there's somebody else more important to talk to. So that is festival. Your wife's coming up here. In, my wife, <laughs> in which case, yes, she's definitely more important to talk to than you than your good self. But uh, yeah, the festival neck syndrome, I think, is uh, was quite prevalent at Grasspop, and I noticed that a couple of people we were talking to were constantly looking over our shoulders to see if they could speak to Steve Harris or Rolf Harris or whoever else was there. I don't know. Is that the, was that the case? I, I don't because or are they just kind of they're not necessarily looking for someone more important to talk. To, which is what yes. you're suggesting. Uh, yes, they are. They, but carry on. No, so I mean, I I don't know. I, it's a funny situation backstage. Um, it's a funny situation because people. Um, it's a funny environment for musicians because I always think that when musicians get together, I get very excited, and I want to throw my arms around everyone and you know greet them and you know be really happy to see them. And I find most of the time they don't want that. Well, there is a funny thing about you're very comfortable being. At anybody else's backstage because for that very reason you love seeing people you love seeing other musicians you don't enter into this this kind of realm that some musicians fall into where it, it's very competitive which well, I, I, I think I fall into the same category as you I, I'm the no. most least competitive I am so yeah do you know I think you're probably right because mm. I'm not competitive at all you know but I'm, I'm less competitive I'm much less competitive <laughs> I think you're probably right yeah I've got four brothers and um, they were some of them were very competitive, mm. but I always knew that I was the best. <laughs> that is the key to being not competitive: is knowing that you're the best, and then you don't have you don't have to compete. <laughs> exactly, there's no competition. That's it was so it's so easy when you put it like that. But but, but, but the backstage thing, um, where I mean, I I don't really like it if I'm not playing because it frustrates me a little bit because I like I feel like the backstage environment is kind of it's it's just a place where you can hang out in a pub and talk to people whereas backstage everybody's doing the looking over the shoulder everyone's looking for somebody else everyone's asking if you can get further backstage to meet people and that just annoys me I'd rather just sit in a pub and chat to people doesn't it just get to the point where is this I mean obviously you've got so many musicians I mean I'm Every festival you go to, for example, you might you might think, oh, perhaps we'll we'll meet um, you know that great keyboard player 
that you might end up on tour with, you know, that you haven't met, you know. I can perhaps have a two-man show, just the two of you, you know. And I've searched for years backstage, and it's useless. Well, you never come across Never find anyone. No, and, you know, that ideal... That's such a shame, because that would be a great... I mean, that would be great for you, to have somebody to work along, you know, along with, to support you, and maybe play where you don't have to play guitar or something like that but but you've struggled to find someone i struggled yeah i mean i've, I've, I've obviously accepted the nearest i can find but but you know it's oh, it's not no, ideal you it's know. not ideal no and i think we we all fall very uh, short of our full potential of course you know and um and one day i look forward to to being backstage and somebody something appearing like, over the top of it, oh. just just over, over, over your my shoulder. shoulder, over my left shoulder. And That's right, and, and I can see. Elton, come here, Elton. I know you've just announced the three-year tour. So there's a funny thing, right? Yeah. I can't now. I I'm, I know. I understand marketing. I understand how these things kind of work with tours and everything else. But you understand building as well. I, I do you've, understand. You've got so my, many great careers ahead of you. I'm, Why don't I'm you really, use it? I'm really quite good at a lot of things, but I'm not very good at anything. I think that's the way it's jack yeah. of all trades and all that. Um, the Elton John thing, he was quite clear and said, um, he said that he wanted to spend uh, more time with his family and then announced a three-year tour. Now, I can't help thinking that if you want to spend more time with your family, you just do a week a month, wouldn't you? I understand how this works, you see. What he means is he wants to spend more time with his family. Well, his family, most of the time, are, are, are working away from home anyway, and he doesn't see them. Oh. So if he goes on tour, I know, because my, my children are the same, then they will come to the shows. I mean, my children come to my shows, hmm. and there's good reason why my children come to my shows. To steal your merch money. <laughs> what's mine is theirs I tell you anything yeah. I have is theirs it's you are you actually you are the most generous person if you've got money in your pocket it's on the on the bar it's, it's leaving yeah. it's, <laughs> it's, it's leaving my pocket too if you've got money in your pockets you've got someone else's trousers on <laughs> no I, I think you know I think I think Ozzy's obviously set up because his family he knows he will see them when he's on no not tour. I'm talking about Elton John not talking about Ozzy oh I'm talking about um, Elton John's Kind of has farewell. Elton John got any fa- Oh, he has. Yes, yeah, of course. He's got he- Sorry, I, I, God, do I not read the papers? You see, I don't read the papers. That's the trouble. I haven't got a TV. I haven't had TV for twenty years. Um, do you what know? Do you- it's a shocking thing to watch TV because there literally is nothing on it but adverts. It's like adverts all the time. Oh, it depends what you're watching. And I, well, I, I was interested in a show, which um, was about boats. You know, so I, you know. It's about boats, history of boats. <laughs> God, this is getting better. <laughs> going back, going back through centuries. It was a very interesting show. Um, and it was just adverts. And it gets me angry. I get angry. The first advert comes, oh, you go, okay, fine. First advert. Second advert, it's like, okay, it's slightly irritating. This, this next, you know, obviously they just have a minute break, you know, 30 second adverts. My God, you can, you can keep going for, you can, you can go for 10 minutes of adverts. I'm going to just, just going to tell you something now. Now, you can record all these programs on a Skybox or other boxes are available, and you can watch them back and then forward through, forward wind through the adverts. So you don't have to actually watch well, the adverts. What about the good old days when they had BBC One and BBC Two? BBC One for the people who wanted to watch TV. BBC Two for the people who didn't want to watch BBC One. 
<laughs> Wasn't that how radio started? So radio two and radio one. But now it's the other way around. So BBC radio, sorry, BBC television, BBC one, BBC two, channel four, no, ITV. No, that, was, that wasn't around when I was a, a kid, channel four. Oh, I you're remember aging it, yourself I just, now. I'm not aging. You, you're not telling me that... Uh, I remember when Channel 4 came along. I remember when Channel 4 was like the big thing. It was like, this is incredible. No, I remember when Channel 4 was was the, this is all going downhill. Oh. Um, this is this is the end of TV. <laughs> what are we going to do now? We've got four channels on TV. That's what I remember. <laughs> I liked it when you watched snooker and, and you couldn't quite work out. <laughs> it was black and white. You couldn't <laughs> work out what colour the ball was. work out which ball you were on. Yeah. Did you see that thing a little while ago? There was some, I can't know if it's the Masters or one of the, one, it was one of the British um, snooker championships where Ronnie O'Sullivan was playing and um, this old woman just jumped over the barrier, which seems ironic that there's there's like a barrier at snooker, but the barrier was about two and a half foot high uh-huh. and this lady jumped over and she just ran around the table like a couple of times waving her arms around and it was like it was kind of a streaker but fully clothed no. and then Ronnie O'Sullivan just gave her the cue and said well do you want to finish off for me and she, she went to, to pot I, the black it was a fantastic bit of footage I mean did what, she, I, feel I've I seen think this. she missed it I don't think she made you know she was rubbish but I like that I mean that was just so British yeah. I think that's just yeah. classic because nobody really did anything it would have been great if she had t- taken her top off and sort of wobbled around a bit that would have been even better but you know was that in that the um, in the famous place in Sheffield? The Sheffield. I think it might have been. Yeah, there's a Crucible. Crucible. That's right. Yeah. The Sheffield Crucible. Have you ever been to a snooker game? Only at the pub. Only at the pub. Oh no, it's Paul. Sorry. Paul we game. should go. We should go to a snooker. We should have a look, and the, you and I should go and watch a snooker game just for a laugh and really? see what it's like, and then we can come back and talk about it. I used it. to love it. You know, I used to absolutely love it when I was a kid. Hmm. I it was snooker was my favourite thing to watch because if I, in fact, as a child, that that was I was excited to see snooker. Cause Who was your favourite? Who was your favourite as a kid? I don't know. I didn't really take much attention. It was a fact, just the fact that I meant that I could stay up for an extra half an hour. Excellent. I was happy memories. Because they used to be, was it BBC Two? And it used to be on, like the finals would be finished on a Sunday and late. I know exactly that thing. You try and stay up a little bit later. Oh, I'm really into it, Mum. Let me watch it. Let me watch it. And then, and then I remember my dad used to take me to school and always stop off at the pub just before they took me in. On the way to school. On the way to school. I actually could drink more at that age than I can now. <laughs> Genuinely, I can. A couple of pints and, you know, sort of, I'm lost now. But in those days, a couple of pints down, it sold me. But I think it was more to do with the fact that when I was um, brought up, um, the, you know, things were, were a little different. I don't want to sound like a 70-year-old man because I'm not a 70-year-old man. Um, and nor do I feel like a 70-year-old man. But I do remember um, we used to be... Uh, you know, sorts of pacifiers. We um, always had a little bit of whiskey in our milk. You know, nothing wrong with that. Although sure, some yeah. some would say differently now. Some would say it wouldn't be appropriate no. for such a thing. I don't think that necessarily leads you on to an enthusiasm for alcohol if you have Definitely a little not. bit, of, because that's a that's often a a kind of, you know, a sort of my um my wife's uh, grandmother who sadly passed away um, last year. She would always say if a dog bites you. And draws blood, then it it gets the it gets the taste for blood, so it's then going to devour everybody that comes anywhere near it. And it's a little bit like that kind of analogy of, you know, a little bit of whiskey in your in your milk. Not that we are endorsing that at all, but 
we're discussing it, which is what we're sure. here well, to do. I think it's. I think there's, there's a. It is a dangerous subject when I start talking because it, because it's quite personal, of course. My dad, you know. I mean, I remember, you know. I mean, my dad used to drink. I mean, he he, he would drink, but he. I, Mine was pretty good. At we it have, too. <laughs> <laughs> but we never had a meal without alcohol, of course. Mm. You know, um, breakfast well, was difficult, but uh, we. <laughs> <laughs> there was never there was never a meal without alcohol. And the funny thing is, but my whole life, my whole life. I never saw my dad drunk once, and mm. I, I wish my children could say the same about me. <laughs> but uh, but you know it's quite it's quite amazing really. But I'm, I you know I'm not really a um, I'm not a drinker at all. I mean I always say I'm I say I'm a non-drinker, and then all my friends correct that you I that you, you are actually drinking. I do because I like is what it is. I no, but you, but you don't. <laughs> what you do is you don't drink when you're singing or when you're working, no. which is incredibly professional, I must say. Uh, a bit annoying sometimes when we're on a on a, oh, a four week just? four week tour oh. and you can't have a drink till the end. And um, oh, thank you, I'm glad. Thank you for for taking on my annoyance. Or I is do. it annoying for you? No, all to... I do is I just feel it's a bit like you know. I think it's, a, it's I wouldn't say selfish of you. I wouldn't, wouldn't go that far, but it's kind of like to put that <laughs> on, on me hang... that I have to drink twice as much just because you're not. I mean, it's. I think it's a bit... No, you're selfish. What are you thinking, man? Come on. Well, because I, I, the other thing is I enjoy watching other people drink instead of me. Uh, you know, I enjoy watching you mm. drink a really nice pint or something. Yeah. But I love alcohol. You know, I love it. Mm. And all my heroes um, Died are alcoholics. Of alcohol. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And all dead. You're right. All of them, yeah. And um, But that was it. You know, I like the old, the old Jimmy Reed thing where, you know, sort of he can't sit on his seat. But still he could perform. And this this is an interesting thing, actually, performing with alcohol, because, of course, I go on stage and I will not take a drop. And uh, not even the night before, because I find it dehydrates my my vocal cords and it doesn't do them any good at all. So I will not drink at all. And normally when I'm going on tour, I'll have a, um, you know, half a week beforehand, try just to stop the urges of drinking or a little week if I'm good enough. And um, and then I'll do the tour, and there'll be nothing until the end of the tour, and then at the end of the tour, on the last night, I always have a drink, and it always coincides um, with also being arrested. But um, it, you know, if not arrested, certainly. Um, I like the always very confidently. It always ends up with a plea, and in fact, when we were in uh, Europe at the end of the Wakeman Wilson tour <clears throat> from uh, from last year. The last show, oh, I can't remember where it was now. Was it in Germany or Holland? Must have been Holland, I think. But anyway, we were... Uh, oh, in fact, no, it wasn't. It was the festival, the Art Rock Festival we went out to do in May or oh, yeah. April. So, I don't remember that at all. Well, I we, went, we went out. So this was effectively the end of the tour. So we'd done the 24 dates or so yeah. around the UK and Europe. And then there was a festival that came in a few weeks later. So we came out to do that. And we went out and you bought me a lovely meal, which was fantastic. And then we had a few drinks. We had a few bottles of wine. I, I remember. And, and there was yep. that, that pub. There was a little Irish pub. Yeah. And there was some music going on. Yep. And I thought, they're going to love this. Yeah. What a treat for them. So yeah. I went up on what stage. What a treat. <laughs> what a treat. So I went and spoke to the band. Yeah. And I said, hello. Uh, you're so pleased that I'm here. <laughs> This you is re- a treat you really for did as well. <laughs> a treat for, for 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 all all in this packed packed pub, you know. So a little Irish pub, a little bit, a little taste of um, of uh, England's Irish, you know, kind of hospitality. Yep. Um, you know, I 
I well I just I went on stage. Yeah, went did. on stage and I um and I performed for them, and it was amazing. I tell you what, the most amazing thing was was that I couldn't get it out. Yeah, it just I couldn't remember how to sing. I stood there at the side of the little stage there and watched you and I lived that pain through you because not it, only could you not sing the words do you know, or talk, yeah. you couldn't play the guitar either. No. But I could see you trying to do it. Yeah. It was like watching a man who's lost his arm yeah. Yeah. try and pick something up with exactly. no arm. That's what it was yeah, like that, watching that... you in there. And then all the band members who were stood around going, why, <laughs> what is going on? And then I remember, then it was at that point, this is, this is, this is what I remember. I remember, I remember just, just giggling a little. But the best bit. And then, <laughs> go on. Then giggling a lot. And then after During that, the song, it was hard. It was, I was on stage, the microphone was there, and myself and the microphone and the guitar started laughing. <laughs> and we just, we were just having, the laughing, because it's good to laugh on stage. Because it feeds to the audience. But Do you know what? At that point, I honestly cannot remember anything after the giggles. That can I, I tell you what happened then? Because I'm not sure if we've spoken did about they it. All, I can did tell they all what... clap and cheer? In your head, yes, they did. <laughs> you started. You know, that, that reminds me. Of when, sorry, I've done, that reminds me of when I was when I was my my son Sasha when he was like a little little child of, of I don't know we took him swimming to the swimming parts and he said dad because my children always challenge me on everything dad you know it's like the, the, the diving board and he said could dad dive from the top diving board which I did and I did it and I must have I came down I obviously clipped something <laughs> it, was, it wasn't a, it wasn't a great dive from the very top board you know what I mean and uh, and, uh, and I remember hitting the water quite badly I came up and uh, and I said you know, so he said, that, that was amazing. He said, everybody clapped. I looked around. I couldn't see anybody, anybody clapping or anything. But obviously, you know, obviously I had. They, you know, they didn't want to, you know, they were all very impressed by my dive. And for years, for years, I thought I'd impressed my son with my fantastic dive. Um, and then years later, he said, he, rec you know, recalled the situation and said, yeah, no, Dad, it was a terrible dive. Dive, nobody. Nobody clapped. Nobody clapped. Just laughing at you. They were, no, they were <laughs> despairing. <Just laughs> despairing. But I did that for my son because I know I can't. Well, that's good. Well, you um, when you left the stage in the particular clapped. pub, um, again, in your cheered. head, maybe they, they clapped and cheered. You giggled like a schoolgirl <laughs> and you looked at the guitar and said, I can't play. <laughs> and, you put, and you put the guitar down and you jumped off the stage and you put your hand in the air and said, thanks very much. <laughs> And you walked straight past me and out the door. And I just turned around and followed you out. And then as we walked back to the hotel, there was a police car parked. And you ran up to the police car and started shouting at the policeman through his window. And I was just thinking, it happens every time you have a drink. It's like you're a magnet for trouble. I cannot remember anything from after giggling on stage that was the last i remember i definitely don't remember it's one call. of the funniest one of the funniest things i think about and it, and my wife terry and i this this happens when we go out and we have too much to drink the funniest bits are in the morning when you sit down and you're having a chat over coffee and you go oh my god no. did you do oh you did oh no I, that is the kind of as long as it's not too bad oh yeah that's right it's it just is, it's 
ruining somebody's night or upsetting somebody. That's a yeah, that's a you know, kissing a babysitter, something like that. That's always the. <laughs> Did I kiss your babysitter? <laughs> no, you didn't. I kissed a babysitter. Oh, once. thank God for that. <laughs> Actually, no, I didn't kiss her. I hugged her, and apparently that's just as bad. That's anyway. Right. That's that's fair enough. There's nothing. There's no harm. No, I was a bit your, confused your, to be honest. Well, not your niece. That's that's fine. No, it was. I just got you know we came in and and I paid her and then she was stood by the door and I and and I'm as you know I'm quite a huggy person I I hug everybody and she was stood there and and I said have I paid you she went oh yeah you paid me I think she was waiting for me to open the door for her so I just gave her a hug and then opened the door and off she went and and I said to Terry the next day I think I hugged the babysitter and she was with a friend of her of ours Ian and and they both looked at me and went you cannot hug the babysitter and I went well it wasn't well and now and now I start feeling really bad about it you know and you're looking at me as if to say it's all right we're going to edit this out but I don't see why we should <laughs> well it's a, it's a difficult thing because I, I I mean I hug everyone I you hug do, everyone. Yeah. I kiss everyone and yeah, that's and what gets you into trouble <laughs> <laughs> that's different but the, but the thing is I you know I mean when I you know my memories of being a, a young child for example at school you know was was I had that Catholic. huggy that school. huggy teacher, you sit on, on the knee and, you know, you hug in class and, you know, it's all very kind of touchy-touchy. Touchy. back on and back to class. And... I had a, I had a, I, you see, I had a very happy childhood. Yeah. I had yeah. a very happy childhood. It, it, it is a strange, because I actually, you know, I, I was quite happy, but, but I think a lot of it, and I think that, you know, I was quite neglected, not as in, you know, I didn't receive, my parents were great and all, but they did do funny things when we were kids. You know, you were, you were, you know, sent off, you know, into the arms of, of strange people. You know. Do you think that was a, t- was that like a time difference thing? It's like now we're just far more conscious about these things. Oh, and, uh, and I think they're very trusting. I think, you know, I think we're, we're more aware now. And yeah. I think we were very trusting. Uh, in some ways, actually, that's not always a bad thing to be trusting. But, mm. but I think, um, you know, in some ways it wasn't good, you know. Um, uh, I think you have to have a little bit of faith in people. But <laughs> we've really gone round the house. No, on it's this good. One, it's good. We? It's good because it's. Uh, I kind of. We, you know. Um, I think. Uh, Do you reckon from this we might get our own TV show? <laughs> <laughs> Is Channel Four still going? On this battlefield.